find a seat, folks, and we'll uh, look into scriptures for a little bit. Find a seat. Not hard to find. Just sit down and we'll get going here. (laughs) Praise God. How many enjoyed the testimony today? Yeah, amen. You'd like to turn to Luke chapter 9, verse 51. I'd like to read there. Luke 9, 51. Luke 9, 51. Just remind everybody, if you haven't read the bulletin, two weeks from today, we'll be officially um, setting CJN as the pastor here at the church. Just reminding everybody verbally, if you didn't read the bulletin or, or you don't take it home and you never read it, now you got, at least know that part. <laughs> okay. Praise God. God's leading us on, and we praise God for that. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, in Luke 9 uh, and verse 51, it says, As the time approached for him to be taken to heaven... That's Jesus himself. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven? To destroy them. But Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. And some in, in might read this way, some translations, it says, And he said to them, You do not know what kind of spirit you are of, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And he rebuked them that way. And they went on to the next village. It was his time. He was heading for a destination. His destination was not the cross. His destination was heaven. Um, Now he's going to go to the cross. And uh, fulfill the plan of God that would save us from our sins. But his destination was heaven. And uh, how many have a destination of heaven? How many would like to go today? Got a few. Heard about the boy that was uh, approached that way, and and somebody was talking. The preacher was talking about going to heaven, going to heaven. He says, "How many would like to go?" And everybody raised their hand except the little boy. And he said, uh, "He said, wouldn't you like to go?" He said, "Yeah, I'd like to go, but I'm I don't think I want to go today." And he thought he was talking about right then they're going to charter a plane and go, but. Um, Destination, but uh, I'd just like to talk a little bit about not destination today so much as um, as getting to our destination. How are we going to get fully into and fulfill all the purpose of God for our life? God has a plan. And here it says Jesus knew that his time was coming to go to heaven. He was it was time. His time was up. His time was short. He was going back to the father and. um, 
Um, and, he, and he resolutely set his face to finish what God wanted him to do, no matter what that was. So he's going to finish what God wanted him to do. And uh, as he moved this direction, he had opposition. He went into this one town, Samaritan town, and they uh, didn't receive him because he's going to Jerusalem. They didn't receive him. And uh, the immediate reaction of the two disciples, James and John, was, Lord, uh, this is unrighteous. This is not good. These people ought to listen to you. Now I'm filling in a little there, but that's, I think, what was going on. And uh, shall we call down fire from heaven on them? And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. He rebuked them because the Son of Man has not come to save or to, to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And I think it's encouraging a few thoughts here about that. First of all, he resolutely set his face to go where God wanted him to go. He's finishing his work. He'd already done many, much, much. He accomplished much. He preached, done what God wanted to do in that way. He'd uh, prepared these disciples for his going as much as he could. And then he resolutely set his face. And there's, a, there's something that God keeps encouraging me with in my own soul. And I want to pass on to you. It's so important to make up our mind what we're going to do with our life. The remainder of our life. Make up our mind. Resolutely set our face. See, Not just get a blessing. Oh, I went to church and I got a blessing today. And then we go back to the kind of the old life again. Well, I got a blessing. I got a, and that's not getting blessings. It's setting our face to fulfill God's plan for our lives. That's so important. And this is what Jesus did. And he had opposition, though, as he went that way. And, and we're going to find opposition, too. They can turn us aside. And it, it kind of turned James and John aside because they were, they were going to get all time. Let's stay here in this village and straighten everybody out. Call down fire if we need to. Well, we'll burn them up. We'll show them who's boss. <laughs> but Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy, but to save. And and I think one thing we need to realize, God's called us in, our, in his plan to fulfill a purpose, to, to share with our life and our testimony and our words the good news of Jesus Christ and our actions. The good news. It's good news. See, it's not calling down fire. It's good news. God's not come to destroy men. He's come to save them. Jesus came to do that, to save people. And we have an, a part in that. And Jesus didn't get sidetracked, you see. He says, I know what I'm called to do. And, uh, and he wouldn't get sidetracked. He said, let's just go on to the next village. In other words, let's go on with the purpose of God. Let's move on to the next village, the next village, until I get to Jerusalem. So I can finish what God was telling people that's good news. The kingdom of God's come to you. We encourage, you know, we're different ones are being encouraged about the kingdom of God coming in different ways. It comes in different ways, actually. Uh, it was interesting that John the Baptist came preaching the kingdom of God, and he didn't do any miracles. Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God, did all kinds of miracles. There's all kinds of ways God wants to use our lives. The important thing is be resolute and don't get sidetracked. And so much of the time, victory is not getting out of things or into things as keeping the right attitude in our relationship with God. So God can lead us in what he wants us to do, not get hung up. Anybody ever got hung up besides me? We get hung up on things, attitudes, holding grudges, unforgiveness, discouragement. These things that 
come in and their attitudes that dominate our lives and hinder us from just keeping our eyes on the Lord and following after him. God wants us to be people who are resolute like Jesus. Let me just talk for a little bit um, about my GPS unit. All right. How many know what a GPS unit is? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, It wasn't. um, Well, it was about uh, I guess it was in October that uh, in California, Teresa and I were out there uh, and first part of October and my brother-in-law. We were driving all over and quite a bit, going different places, visiting and so forth. And he said, you need, you need a GPS unit. So he bought me one, and we got it set up. And it's been an interesting thing, and I just want to share some thoughts about it because it's an illustration. There's some illustrations that are in it that really point us to help us to keep going the way God wants us to go. So let me take a few moments this morning and talk to you about my GPS unit, all right? Praise God. You know, it's one of these things, it's, it's not built into the car, it's when you hook up and plug it in, and, and it, then it starts talking to you. You can either have a female or a male, you know, either way you want. Actually, there's three, three females and one male on this one. See? Uh, so I chose a female. Nice voice. Okay. Uh, now, one thing about it, about a, G, a GPS unit it doesn't always lead you in the most direct way to your destination. <laughs> That's true. Uh, even just recently, I was going to go down to, uh, to um, Oklahoma City. And, and uh, um, so I set this unit to, for the address and so forth. Well, it was going to take me from my house. It was going to take me down in the middle of of Stillwater and then out. Well, that's, I know a better way than that. Go around, you know, and go out to the west side and go on down to Oklahoma City. Uh, so it doesn't always take us directly uh, to our destination just the way we think it ought to. But the important thing about following the Lord, he's our real spiritual GPS unit. And he won't always take us the way we think we ought to go. Because his ways are not ours. His thoughts are not ours. But if we'll follow his direction, because his ways are always perfect, it'll get us going the right way, doing God's will on the way, and get us to the right destination. How many ever argued with God you know, at some point? Maybe it's a light argument, maybe it's a heavy argument. But you argue with God about, oh, this couldn't be right, you know. But if we follow God as he leads us, let him do it his way, we'll come out the right place. But it takes submission, it takes trust. God, this is the way. It doesn't seem right, but I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to follow your way. Because things don't always work out the way we think they ought to work out. We've got our plans, our ideas, how things ought to operate. So we, we kind of get upset. If we don't show it outwardly because we're too spiritual for that, we show it. It's inside of us. We're causing a problem in our life. We need to be ready to do it God's way. Uh, next thing is, it, uh, it starts where you are, you know. GPS starts where you are. And that's what we're admonished in the Scriptures. Paul says it three times in, the, in 1 Corinthians 7. He says, abide in the calling where you've been called. You're married, don't seek to be unmarried. If you're unmarried, don't seek to be married. 
If you're a slave, serve God in that situation until God changes it. In other words, start living for God and following God where you are. Don't wait until circumstances change. You know, the uh, grass always looks greener on the other side of the fence, as people say. But we're to start God with God. Say, well, I wish I'd been older before. I wish I'd been younger when I really met the Lord. I'm here, I'm old, and I can't do much. Start where you are. Or you might be saying, boy, I'm so young, I can't get anything done. Uh, boy, when I grow up and get to be enough, I'll really follow God. No, start where you are. You're teenagers, start where you are. If you're married, live with God there. Walk with God in that situation. If you're unmarried, walk with God. Don't just dream about getting married. And it, you know, it's not the ultimate of life anyway. You know, the ultimate thing is doing the will of God and fulfilling God's plan for your life. And so um, start where you are. That's where you start with a GPS unit. And God's GPS unit tells us to start where we are. And he always says, I'll lead you from this point. But open your heart to him. Let him have your way. Maybe you're going to school. Maybe you're. Uh, got a job, maybe you're a homemaker, maybe you have, uh, you're a mother with a lot of kids, what, whatever you are, live for God. Start there and start seeking and open your heart to God so God can lead your life. Trust him in that situation. I'm trusting you, Lord. Not just in a, uh, a situation like coming to church and saying, oh, well, we had a great time worshiping the Lord. Wasn't that great? And then you go home and you forget about walking with God until next time you come to church. No, you want to every day walk with God because God's got a plan and do it where you are in your home situation, in your job situation. Well, um, on our way to, of course, our ultimate destination, we're going to be in heaven with the Lord. Now, I'm not taking reservations today, okay? Uh, But um, there's intermediate stops along the way. God's got other things to accomplish. I thought about our trip to California, and, and we stopped in Guyman, Oklahoma, to see um, uh, Jana uh, Bickham. Uh, that's Kendra's mother, Kendra Howerton's mother. And we stopped there. We stopped there for um, just some fellowship, prayer, and went on. We went on down to Stillwater or to uh, Amarillo and spent the night with Teresa's niece. In her home, I slept on the couch. Uh, kind of a rough night that night. It was a short couch. <laughs> but we made it. Saved it $80, $70. Didn't have to get a motel room. Praise God for that. Uh, no bed bugs, you know. Um, we stopped in, in Phoenix, Arizona on our way back and saw relatives. Uh, we went to Glenn Moss. He was here last week. We went to Glenn and Kathy's house, and we had, it was for fellowship and encouragement. We had a great time with him, fellowship and encouragement when we were uh, going down there. We went to Susie's house, uh, uh, a relative of Teresa, and mainly to try to minister to them. They were relatives. Teresa went to minister to her and her, and her children, uh, and she got a chance to. Uh, so God will lead us to do different things for different reasons. It's not always for the same reason. I just mentioned some here. Uh, Different things that happened on this trip. 
just using that GPS. We are actually part of that wasn't GPS. I was just going. But we go to different places, and God will lead us to do different things. Sometimes we go and to have fellowship and encouragement. Other times it'll go to minister to somebody. Other times it'll go um, just to visit relatives. Maybe we don't think anything's going to happen. But once in a while, something will happen we don't expect to happen, too, as we follow the Lord. Let's see. Uh, Another thing about a GPS unit, if you miss the way, it'll correct you. And that's good about God. If you miss, if you start missing the way, or if you miss the way and you're willing, he'll correct you and adjust it. I remember going down to see Glenn Cathy and, and, and I had no idea where this place was. I, didn't, I never heard the town before. But we, we got down near their place and it told me to turn left and I turned right. And so he said, okay, this lady, very nice about it. The next block, she said, turn right, then turn right, then turn right, now turn left. She took me clear around the block. Didn't seem to get upset about it. And God is, God will help us when we make mistakes. Anybody here made a mistake since they've been a Christian? Did God forsake you? Say, you dumb, stupid, ignorant people. He didn't say that. He'd just get a hold of you and take you around the block <laughs> and get you back on track. But our part is to be open to him, see, to trust him. And even what's wonderful about him, he knows our weaknesses. And he's a, the Bible says he's a merciful and hateful, uh, hateful a faithful high priest. <laughs> A merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God because he's been tested in all points as we are, yet without sin. Okay, I got that one right. Okay. He's without sin. So he, but he's, he's been down here. He knows how it feels to feel weak. And he, he's been through all of that. So he can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And God is that way. So if you miss the way, he'll correct you. Uh, because of misunderstanding, I missed the way to the restaurant. I mean, we were going down to, supposed to eat with my brother and his wife and a number of the relatives this, this one morning when we were in Phoenix, I remember. And I set the GPS to this address. And, but when I got down near it, I don't know, something happened. I missed uh, because of my understanding. I didn't do it intentionally. Uh, by my misunderstanding of names or something, I miss the way to the restaurant. And sometimes things will happen like that and we'll have delays or hindrances that seem to rise up, you know. Well, how did this happen? And we circled around and moved around quite a bit. And finally, we just kept looking to that thing to help us, <laughs> that thing sitting in between us, and, uh, and keeping our eyes open. And we finally found the restaurant, and we were just right on time. Praise God. They were just getting out of their car to go into the restaurant, and we got out of our car. We'd have been there a little early if we'd had that extra ten minutes. <laughs> but we were circling all around, you know. And, and yet, uh, because we didn't give up, and that's the important thing. Sometimes we've run into hindrances, and, and um, we run into challenges, uh, delays of different kinds. Anybody ever run into a delay? 
uh, run into a hindrance. Boy, if I was following God, I thought I'd never have any hindrances. No, there's hindrances pop up. That's part of the way of faith. The hindrances pop up and you still trust. Delays come along, but you still trust. Why? Because he's in charge of your life and he has all power and authority in heaven and earth. Jesus is the way. He's our GPS unit by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he knows exactly the way he wants to lead our life. And he'll allow delays to come along. What kind of attitude are you going to have if you have a delay or a hindrance? You're going to lose the victory over it? First, usually as young Christians, we lose it pretty quick. (laughs) You know, if God's leading me, I'll never doubt and I'll never have another problem in my life. It doesn't work that way. God works in delays. That's part of the way. Just why? He's wanting to develop you. It's not to give you everything just the way you want it, just at the right time you want it, all that. No, he's working character. Something's going to last forever. Developing you for the kingdom that's going to be eternal. And he works those delays in there as part of the plan. I've told about the story about my years ago when I had a foot disease. It was pretty bad. Nobody wanted to be around me. That is foot disease and in between my toes and yucky, you know, and it it was pretty bad. And everybody around there that had faith prayed for me and I still didn't get healed. And uh, all these guys had done miracles on the mission field and they prayed for me. I was too tough a case. No, really, God was working through it because the the, while this was going on, I uh, I had a, a head cold developed. I don't know about if you know, well, my head t- type of head cold is that it lasts 30 days. I mean, seven days. Sorry, not 30 days, thankfully, about seven days. And if I doctor it, it lasts about a week. See, and it just la- it just seemed like it has to go through this routine with me. You say, well, Dale, you ought to have more faith. Well, I don't know. I tried, tried to have faith. <laughs> Maybe that was it. But the important thing is that I knew the process and I started getting this head cold and this foot trouble was already there. And I was doctoring that or we were just praying, looking to God and so forth. Because nothing seemed to be working, right? So just trusting God best we knew how. And, and uh, so that night I pray, uh, we, uh, we prayed together about this head cold as well as the, um, my foot problem. And the next day, all of the head cold was completely gone. I was healed completely. And what was and God spoke to me, said, I can do the other too the same way, but I've got a plan. Sometimes God has plans. The delays are thrown in there to challenge your faith to keep walking with God. If that's more important, your faith is more precious than gold at perishing. It's not getting the answer. God can give answers anytime he wants to. He's not hindered. Do you think God, the devil, can stop God if God wants to do something? God says, when I stretch out my hand, who can turn it back? When God wants to work, he can do it. The important thing is persevering faith, that we keep trusting God and looking to God and walking with God and don't let the delays hinder us from our faith. Our times are in God's hands. Praise God. Amazing. Another thing. I had no clue how to get to a destination at times. I didn't. Going down to Glen Moss's place. I didn't know. I'd never heard of the town before. And I set it in the GPS, this town and the address and everything. And it kept telling me. Of course, I made that one circle around the block I talked about. 
But you know, it took me right, to, got me, got me going, and finally we wound up. And it says, "You have reached your destination." I was, we were sitting in the car, and the house was right over on the left-hand side. I was saying, "Man, that's amazing! How more amazing that God can lead our lives." You see, I didn't even know how to get there. Have you ever felt like you just didn't know how to get there <laughs> from where you you've been? Or where you are. <laughs> I've heard this saying, you probably heard it too, you can't get there from here. <laughs> well, you can get there with God from here. See? God is good to us. And uh, it's amazing. I, we, right there, we, we trusted and followed. And even though we did not understand, God has got to the place that he wanted us to be so we could do what we, he wanted us to do in that situation. The key is trusting again. See, the whole life that we're called to in this life is, is a continual faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. See? We trust God in every situation. We keep trusting in the Lord. Well, um, as I've mentioned before, the GPS doesn't always lead us in the most direct way to the destination. Uh, whether it be the intermediate or to the final. You know, I, I remember years ago when I was thinking about Y2K, or was, I was thinking about 2000, when 2000 arrived. It was back in like the 50s or the 60s or something. I'll probably never live that long. I'll be 67 when I hit that mark. I probably won't even live that long. Here I am. We're already into 2011. I'm still alive. Believe it or not, uh, I'm still alive. Why? Well, we don't know how long it's going to take us to get to our final destination. <laughs> and sometimes we don't know how long it's going to take us to get to our intermediate destinations. God knows our times and God knows how to work it out. And we need to realize that God's way is always the best way. It'll because in going his way, willing to let his GPS guide us, even if it takes ways that we think take a little longer, if we do it, God will be able to accomplish in and through us what he desires. And we'll be so glad at the end that we went his way. God's salvation is a life of faith. Trust from first to last. But the just live by faith. Now, if we miss and get off track, the, G, 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 the GPS in the car automatically recalculates and leads us from that point. In our case with God, we always need to return to trusting and following God. If we get off track, I've gotten off track at times. But, you know, God will just recalculate. Okay. Here we are then. We were over here, but now we're over here because you got off track. But he says, recalculate now, turn here, turn there, and he'll, keep, he'll get you going again. Wherever you are, he'll start at that point to take you into his purposes, even if you get off track. Isn't that good? See? Well, that's what that GPS would do. I, um, I remember, like I said, going down, uh, uh, it gave me, when I was going to Oklahoma City, it told us to go down and, you know, we're going to go down Perkins Road, and I knew I didn't want to go that way. That's a long way around. So I went down. The, I started down 
uh, Washington down that way is going to turn. And when I start down Washington, it recalculates, says, well, you'll turn here. And you'll see. Where God, where you are, God will take you from that point and lead you in his purposes. You don't have to get out of that. Just start following him. That means putting yourself in his hands, opening yourself up to God. Let God lead your life. Just like that, that GPS would guide me even when I miscalculated or when I, when I just got away from initially the way he had maybe had set up for me to go. So if we miss and get off track, don't say, oh, it's all lost. No, it isn't lost. Just open your heart to God. Acknowledge, Lord, you, you don't know the way or you miss, you, you've missed it. Uh, I've, I made the wrong step. Maybe you did it. Maybe you did it intentionally even. I won't even ask anybody if they've ever intentionally disobeyed God. Sometimes we do it. Intentionally we get caught up with self and we intentionally do what we know we shouldn't do. Well, if you humble yourself, God will get you right back on track and take you right on to his plan. He doesn't. This is the day of his favor, you see. This is the day God's working in people's lives. This is the way God is changing us. This is the way God is preparing us for our final destination. We don't know what eternity holds. But we know God's calling out a people for himself. That's what the church is. We're a holy nation. And it's not just located in a building of some kind. Oh, this is New Covenant Fellowship. Oh, everybody goes to New Covenant Fellowship. It's a committed Christian that always does what's right. Hmm. But... The holy nation, the holy nation, God's call is people who he's changing their hearts, forgiving their sins, changing their hearts and teaching them to walk in his ways. And they're scattered all over the world. You can't put it into a certain place and say, well, this is what God's doing. I remember my grandmother, she said, she always said. The Southern Baptist Church is the body of is the bride of Christ. And we had some discussion on that. <laughs> but she was convinced because that was she was raised that way. And uh, she she was absolutely convinced. Well, now she's in glory with God and she's probably looking things a little different. I'm sure she's agreeing with me now. <laughs> but the important thing is to realize that God has got these plans and he's he's working in this people all around the world. Those who are hearing his voice, he's calling out a people for himself and he's wanting them to follow him his way so he can take them into what he has for their life and develop them for eternity. Hallelujah. So we might have an abundant entrance into the everlasting kingdom. I'm almost finished, okay? Sometimes we're given instructions by well-meaning people. The fast, the best way to get to you, to my destination. Maybe you've had that experience. They're, they they uh, give you instructions, but they're not with you all the time. And so after they leave, you forget some of their instructions. <laughs> you know, remember all they told you to do. Well, let me say this. When you're trusting God and you set your heart to trust him and rely on him, he's got, an, he's got a perfect GPS system. 
And he's there with you all the time. And he'll get you where you want to go and where he wants you to go. See? Uh, sometimes, I, like I said, well-meaning people have told me things. Uh, but they're not around me all the time. I remember a, a lady on the trip. She was telling me how to get to this certain place. And after she left, she said, I said, well, I remember she said, do this and yeah, this. And, but I'm not sure where she said to do after that. Well, I set the GPS and it led me. See, Sometimes well-meaning people mean to help us, but uh, they're not there with us all the time. But you know who is with us all the time? The perfect GPS system. The Holy Spirit of God. Jesus Christ is Lord and he'll direct our lives in God's will. He may send another person along. And, the, and sometimes when um, uh, a, uh, a, a person does give you instruction, he rides along with you. That happened on the trip. This lady rode along to get me over to my brother's place. She rode along. She said, turn here, turn here. Well, I didn't use the system then. Why? She knew her way. And sometimes God will use other people to help us. But all the time we have to remember, no wife, if somebody else fails, God will never fail. You know, isn't that wonderful? We can trust God. Those who trust in him will not be ashamed, Scripture says. Now, we're not trusting in ourselves. We're not glorying in our faith. We're glorying in him. See, Our faith is in God. Our, our, the object of our faith is God. It's not our faith. Lord, I've got a lot of faith. I'm going to make it because I've got a lot of faith. I'd get away from that kind of thing. You don't, you, you don't have a lot of faith. You need to have faith in him. See, It's not conjuring up something. That's what I was told when I first became a Christian. You, you, you need to have faith. You need to have faith. Well, what is having faith? It's setting your eyes and your attention on the one who is faithful. And looking to him and trusting him no matter what. And he's got a perfect GPS system to lead you and guide you. But we need to realize there's a purpose. God has a plan. God wants to lead us. And, and we can trust in him no matter what. Finally, uh, if we miss the way by ignorance or willingness, willfully uh, missing it, the GPS system will recalculate and lead us properly. I've touched on this already, but I want to finish up with that. If we miss the way, maybe you feel like, boy, I've wasted time. I've wasted maybe years, maybe months. You got sidetracked. You got sidetracked in the world, the call of the world. You thought that was the answer. And it really wasn't. It never has been. Or maybe uh, sometimes I'd turn it off. And I change locations, but as soon as I turn that that uh, GPS system, by, it already re, it recalculated it and would lead me from that point. So if you made some mistakes, turn on God's GPS system. See again, get back to God, keep looking to Him. You know what's happening? He'll start you from that point and lead you in His will. Hallelujah! I like that GPS system. Yeah, I've been using it. Uh, I don't know the ways to some places. I'm talking about naturally speaking. Uh, I don't know how to get to certain addresses, but God knows how to get me to where he wants me to be. And I can fully trust him, even if I make mistakes. And I'm not encouraging mistakes. I'm encouraging you that if you make mistakes, God's not finished with you. 
God wants to use your life. God wants to make you what you want you to be. He 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 loved you so much, the Bible says, that he gave his son for you. How much more shall he give you all things? If he if he's not willing to spare his son. How much more shall he give you everything you need to enter into what God has for your life and prepare you for eternity? Hallelujah. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? So, uh, maybe you don't agree with my GPS thoughts fully, but, uh, uh, but the, I've really learned some real lessons from it, and, uh, and we've got a greater one that never makes any mistakes. You say, well, mine has made some mistakes. Well, you're supposed to plug it in, you know, every so often into, the, into, into your... Um, uh, your computer and let it update. Okay, that may be part of it. Uh, I've never plugged mine in yet. I should do that probably because it updates when there's changes in w- streets and workplaces and all that stuff. There's all kinds of changes that take place, but God's GPS system is always updated. It updates immediately, all the time. <laughs> it's ready to lead us. The Holy Spirit's there to lead us and guide us. Uh, into all truth, uh, into a greater walk with God. There's a, uh, you know, the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. What are what are those weapons? I think about what are those weapons that he says. Well, some of the things I think are weapons is truth. Jesus is the truth. I am the way, the truth, the truth. Thy word is truth. That's why you need to read the word of God. Let it speak to you. Why? Because the, the GPS will guide you in that and will speak truth to you. Minister to you that way. Quicken truth. Well, I never saw that before. I read that ten times and I never saw that. Well, that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He'll show you more truth and enlighten you and help you along the way. There's prayer. Need to pray. Prayer changes things. Well, it does. But also, you need to praise. We we were led in praise this morning uh, by Todd and the worship team, uh, encouraging us to praise. But not just in a service like this. Sometimes we get the doctrine of praise. We don't practice it enough. Practice it every day. Start the day with praise. Why? Because it's one of the real weapons of our warfare. Because it opens the way up for the blessing of God to flow. And it puts the enemy to flight. It was said about Martin Luther. He says, when I can't pray, I'll praise the Lord. I sing praises to God. Sometimes prayer is, um, uh, is, is uh, we, we put our petitions out before the Lord. But we need to mix it with, with praise and thanksgiving. That's what the Bible says to do. But we forget about it sometimes because we get weighted down by the problems. But God's GPS points us to uh, prayer and praise. We've got both wings of the dove flowing, you know. We can, we can uh, be lifted up and strengthened and taken on. And we'll see more actions. Because pra- the Bible says praise or thanksgiving makes a way for God to show us his salvation. That's one of our, the, the warfare uh, tools that we have. Obedience. Do what God says. 
as he leads you. Well, I don't understand this. I'm not good. No, if he's shown you, do something to do it. You see what God does as you do it. You may not even understand what God's going to do as he calls you to obey him in certain situations. But be a, purple of tr- be a person of trust. Trust enough to get into the, and, and, uh, get into the word of God. Truth. Trust enough to pray and to mix it with praise and thanksgiving, even when you don't feel like it. Trust him enough to obey when he speaks and guides your life. Why? These are the weapons that we have to take us into the victory over Satan and his works and fulfill the will of God for our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, why don't we all stand this morning? How's your GPS unit doing today? Spiritual one, you know. Have you turned it off? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you've just didn't pay attention to it for a while. Or maybe you've made some mistakes, honest mistakes. All the way, remember, if you turn it back on, if you turn looking to God and trusting in Him because of what Christ did, what's going to happen? God's going to say, recalculate. All right, let's go. He's going to begin to guide you and lead you in His ways. Praise God. Amen? Amen. Let's look to God in prayer and uh, let's lift our heart. Wherever you are with the Lord today, if you're following him, thank him that you're getting to follow. And just keep your eyes on the Lord and keep walking with him and uh, and keep in touch, trusting in him, leading your life because he won't fail. You'll get up. You'll end up at the right destination and you'll end up doing what God wants you to do in this life. And you will prepare yourself. You'll be laying up treasure in heaven where moth and rust cannot corrupt. And thieves can't break through and steal. Hallelujah. Father, thank you.